Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guest is Stephen Garten. Now, every year, 31% of all credit card holders don't redeem their credit card reward points. That's $16 billion per year in value. What if those dollars could be unleashed for social causes? That's exactly what Stephen Garten and his company, Charity Charge, does. When Stephen was 19 years old, his father passed away from cancer. His father was 53 years old. When he passed away, life is short, he realized. Many of you also know that I realized that life is short story. I always share that a lot. But now at the age of 31, Stephen sees a generational shift towards purpose and meaning. How do we live a meaningful life? How do we find fulfillment in what we do? He observed that many people wait until delayed in life before they give back. With a sense of urgency, Stephen says it made an impression on him that he wanted to start doing this early. And now he's trying to integrate his work life with his philanthropic goals. And we're going to learn all about that today. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Hi, uh, happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. And I got to say, I've been on a few other podcasts, none as uh, prestigious as yours, Ugh. but that's absolutely the best preface and understanding um, of you know my background and what we're doing. So hats off to you. Really appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. That's really high praise. Um, you know, I, I think it's really important that we, we do as much as we can to give back to the world. So someone... Um, like yourself who's doing that is definitely always, always welcome on the show. So I really appreciate that. Um, I'm really curious though. So why did you call it charity charge and what is the story of charity charge? Okay. Uh, let me answer your question first on just the, the raw branding side. Do you want me to, <laughs> yes. can I give a, can I give a little lesson on my kind of my cliff notes about how to name a company? Yes, please. Yes. Right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, this is also, I guess, kind of goes back to some lessons about just entrepreneurship. You know, I had a whole host of different companies, uh, rather names that I was going to call the company. Um, you know, originally I incorporated it as Austin Card Inc. because my original vision was it was going to, I, the company's based and I live now in Austin, Texas. So it was going to be this Austin branded charity credit card. 
So incorporated the company's Austin Card Inc. And that's what I called it as I was, you know, piecing together the business model and figuring out how to, how do you actually launch a credit card? And somewhere along those lines, I realized that there was more scale, you know, beyond outside of Austin. So I had, you know, I think I called it Virtue Card at one point, and then I was calling it Share. But um, I kind of realized that that we were really trying to build a, um, and hope, hopefully an everlasting brand that really was meaningful. And to do that, I actually reached out to a group called um, Reese and Reese. And so a woman named Laura Reese um, and, and her father, Al Reese, did it pro bono. Um, and they actually helped us come up with the name Charity Charge. I, I flew to Atlanta. Um, and as I'm kind of telling the story, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. But um, I was originally trying to raise angel money for the company. Um, you know, which is, uh, you know, kind of a normal process that you would do to raise, you know, a seed round of capital to launch your company or idea. And, um, this would have been in, um, the December of 2014. And we were really close. We, I'd actually signed a term sheet with an angel investor in the Austin area. Um, you know, but even at the time, something just didn't sit right with, with, with this guy, but I thought we really needed the money and, you know, I was kind of conflicted and, he was willing to invest. But at any rate, um, I have so much respect for this process and just how it unfolded. He ended up backing out and we had a whole big, um, 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 we didn't, we, we did not see eye to eye. So we had, we had no investor, we had no money, but I'd already had this meeting set up with the Reese's in Atlanta. Um, they're, they're top naming and branding consultants. And, um, you know, I had to reach out to them and tell them that we couldn't come because we didn't have any money. And they said, you know what? We're happy to do it for free. We believe which w- in what you're doing. So we flew out there, and they helped us. They helped us name the company. And I think that um, if I can go a little bit further here, you know, the, just the concept behind Charity Charge was this is um, it's about defining the category, um, and and obviously this space is about you know using a credit card for good. It's cash back that gives back, and so it was really important for us that we focused on defining the category with the name um, because this really is the first ever credit card that allows you to give your cash back to any charity of your choice. Uh, that's that's incredible. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. I, I didn't realize that until I came uh, across, you, you know, your story. And, you know, we just use our, we swap our credit cards. We and realize, oh, we, we didn't use up all the rewards. But so I guess for me, I'm just curious about why this was what you wanted to do because – it's very painful, and once again, sorry for your loss when you lose a family member like that. Uh, but you had this incredible sense of urgency, and, and one that many people don't realize until it's too late. And you, your idea was was something that gravitated towards social good. What about um, you know? How did this idea with credit cards and social good really come in your head and take seed? Yeah, I mean, really, the the epiphany came. Um, I, I think one intention really matters in life. So you know, whether you're focused on I want to get really fit, or I want to start a company, or you know, I want to create you know a beautiful romantic relationship. I think initially having that intention kind of allows you to kind of be more in a search mode and then attract in these things. So at any rate, um, you know, again, the experience of my father definitely put me down this path of trying to figure out a company. I would be able to give back. Um, I had done entrepreneurship related things, but, uh, fast forward, you know, to this specific moment, I had signed up for this credit card and I was using it throughout the year. Um, you know, and I remembered even when I signed up, I remember like all the, the bonus offers and all the kind of the marketing language, you know, it was as if, 
you know, the way the bank was marketing it, as if this credit card was going to change my life and, and, and be this like the most amazing thing ever. As you look at how credit cards are marketed today and, you know, they've got, you know, big time celebrities hawking them, everyone from um, Samuel Jackson to Jennifer Garner to Tina Fey. So at any rate, I've been using this credit card all year. End of the year, I thought to myself, well, wow, I must have been accumulating all these bonus points. Let me log in and see what I'm going to redeem it for and what am I going to get? So I'm sitting there, I'm scrolling through the bank's rewards catalog and, you know, probably 45 minutes pass and I'm sitting there agonizing over, well, do I want to redeem, you know, these 25,000 points for an Olive Garden gift card or would I rather get the Samsonite briefcase? Maybe I want the pair of binoculars. So I'm, I'm just having this moment of, of like really trying to figure out what I want to redeem these points. And then, you know, another moment of clarity hit me where this was so ridiculous. You know, I had been raised and we're all raised, um, all is a strong word, but, 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 you know, many of us are raised in, in early childhood when we're taught to share and we're taught, you know, this message that giving is better than receiving. But, yeah. you know, fast forward as you grow up, you know, through your adult life, you know, all the marketing messages that are pushed on us by these huge banks um, and, and all these consumer brands is more, 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 buy, 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 you know, retail therapy, you know, in order to be happy, you have to get more, you have to earn more. But what about giving more? And so I had this moment where I just was like, I've been using this card all year. I've been fortunate enough to be able to buy groceries, pay for gas, you know, and all the things that I needed that the credit card was letting me buy. So why should I be getting more every time I'm buying? So in that moment of just frustration and kind of realizing it, I logged off. And the next thing I did, I would check my email and a local nonprofit in Austin that I had been supporting send me an end of year fundraising drive email. And that's when it really just the dots connected. I thought, you know, I've been using this credit card all year. Um, I'm lucky enough. I'm fortunate enough that I have enough. Um, I don't want anything with, to do with these points, but yet there's this organization that I dearly care about. So what if every time I use my credit card, I could just donate to that organization? That, that really was, you know, the epiphany that then led me on this journey to figure out how to piece the whole thing together. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 amazing. That's incredible. And it's, I, I like hearing stories like that because a lot of times we have people who listen to the show who talk about, you know, when their epiphany is going to come, when their ideas is going to come. And a lot of times it's really just from noticing a simple problem that you want to solve and then, you know, turning that into a business. And you had that, you know, when you had those moments with the credit card incident and then you're like, this is what are we doing? And um and look at what you've done. So it's pretty – I love when you do that because other people can realize that they can locate themselves inside your story. So uh, thanks for doing that. Another thing yeah, – no, oh, sorry. Did you want to say something else? I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, no. I, I was going to say happy to. I mean, you know, I think that um, um, that's where the passion for me kind of burns through this is the, the personal connection. Obviously, you started the podcast talking about how large the industry is you know, that 31% of people don't redeem the rewards at all and the $16 billion. But, um, you know, the epiphany or the sparkle that, that kept driving me was that personal experience. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And speaking of, you know, experience in our generation, you know, and, you know, purpose and all that, our generation is, um, you say that there is a consciousness shift with our generation. Uh, this is the millennial generation, and I imagine the same for even a uh, generation coming after us, Gen Z. Why do you feel like there's a consciousness shift? 
Well, one, it's a bold statement, um, and I certainly hope that I'm right. But I want to I want to put something audacious out there and then bet on that because I'd I'd much rather prefer that we have a consciousness shift than not have one. Um, I think obviously you can look at events happening around the world in the macro sense, and then you can look at you know people in our communities um, starting public benefit corporations. You started this podcast because at you know to do many other things, but one of them you shared with me. Um, we were talking before jumping on here uh, was that, you know, you wanted to be able to inspire and share these stories. And um, I really do think that that's, that that's happening around us. Um, and I just, you can just look at all the, all the interesting companies and business models that are coming out. And then you also see, you know, large corporations that are figuring out ways to um, instill corporate social responsibility or create give back programs or percent of proceeds that go back to nonprofits. So, um, I do believe that this consciousness shift is real. Um, you know, I think that, um, I was thinking about this a lot. I was taking a long walk yesterday, um, and was thinking about, you know, at the end of the day, what's, what's, what's the big vision? What, what is it something that I hope to educate people with? And, um, part of it's just how to be more mindful with your purchases. Um, and, um, I think that we've succumbed as consumers for too long to a cacophony of um, too big to fail banks that have pushed down these messages of they purposely want to keep us on a treadmill of buy, 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 and get more, 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 more. Um, and, um, and and I hope that I'm able to at least start the conversation of people to take a, um, you know, a real hard look um, or on the flip side of that, even take three seconds the next time someone listening to this goes to buy a cup of coffee and think about what that purchase could actually do to make a difference versus getting you, you know, one more extra point that you might not even use. No, it's, uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I can't, you know, emphasize that enough. And that's, I would not, I don't think you're going too much on a, on a bold statement to say that we are a conscious generation. I think if you look at the world right now, I mean, just re the reality of the world is there's a lot going on, you know, regardless of wherever your beliefs lie, who you follow. The fact is there's a lot of, you know, healing that needs to be done. And, and with that comes a lot of uh, need for us to understand each other. You know, we live in the most diverse period ever. We also happen to have the most globalized and digitalized time ever. And that means that interactions with people that are different from us and exposure to things that are happening in different parts of the world is something that's going to just be a reality. Now, how we deal with that um, is where our generation really uh, can either drop the ball or set the standard. And I think us being able to turn all those problems into solutions or to create platforms for people to do something about that with their money is where we need to start going. And I, and I don't subscribe to the notion that you know a, a leader of a country can determine the fate of every single person in it. You know, because I, I, I grew up in a military dictatorship. It was my first nine years of my life. And, wow. um, and I remember, you know, thinking to myself, man, I, I, there's so much killing going on. All these people are dying for free will, you know, for just basically saying things that they should be able to say. And I remember that initial period where I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. This is helpless. And we eventually got through that, but I saw people like Nelson Mandela who spent 27 years in jail to, to fight for his ideal and, and, I think having those type of role models, you know, with and Oprah and people like that can give us a reason for us to just do the same. I mean, we take for granted the fact that we have free speech here in this country and and we can turn that speech into 
um, influencing leaders in our communities. And once we have those leaders in the communities, those are people that end up being the leaders of the country. So we have to think long term as well. So, um, yeah, no, I, I just wanted I didn't mean to go on that rant, but um, it was something that has been in my mind a lot lately. We just had, you know, um, the unfortunate incident in Las Vegas and all the the natural disasters that have been happening here and, and um, you know, in Sierra Leone and everywhere else. So it's it's uh, there's that sense of urgency is definitely, you know, in me. So um, I, I love uh, I'm glad you shared it. You no, know, as you did, and you brought up bring up Las Vegas, which is just. Like just sickening. I, I heard about it the other day as I was driving in on uh, listening on the radio. Um, that was my first just exposure to what what had happened. I was just sick in my stomach. Um, you know, I, I think that um, something that you said in there is true. That I mean, it's good to have the role models and see what other people are doing. Of course, uh, I mean something that I say a lot, which is true about just how I learned how to piece together this company, and then just also where I'm going, just big picture with my life. You know, everything, everything happens, progress happens by standing on the shoulders of other giants, right? So it's important that, you know, other people are laying a foundation that we continue to build upon. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing, even when you talk about these events that are happening around us that, that seem terrible, and they are terrible, um, is, you know, it's better to be glass uh, half full than glass half empty. Yep. And, and that, that's what I think this is about. You know, part of what we're talking about this consciousness shift is... Um, and I talked about intention, you know, as well, when I started the business and in any area of your life that you want to succeed in, you first have to think it's, it starts with that thought. Yeah. So I think that intention of optimism, um, is one of the most powerful, powerful things that anyone li- listening to this can have. Yeah. Yeah. I th- you know, the easiest thing in, in the world is to, to fear, to hate, to, to go to those negative feelings. It's harder to push through that and still hope and still be positive. And I think we need to get through that. We need to learn how to do that because, um, even though it's hard, it's way more rewarding. You know, we can't uh, lose sight of the fact that there is there's there's a glass half full, there's another side, there's the other side of the coin, and you know, it, we just have to do the difficult thing. And I think a lot of us are programmed to do what's easy to us, not to work through pain, not to deal with um, you know, e- emotional stresses. But we have to, you know, we have to be vulnerable. We have to express our feelings and, and we have to be able to go through the wilderness as Brené Brown would say. So, um, yeah, no, I share your sentiment with that. It's awesome. I love it, man. All right. <laughs> so how do, how do people get your credit card? I saw, Cause I saw on your website as an apply now, right? So you, you basically, I think you select a nonprofit, uh, that your proceeds, your credit card application will go through and then you select, um, you know, up to three nonprofits. And then if you get approved, your rewards go to them. Is that how it's done? Yeah, absolutely. So you can just sign up for a card on charitycharge.com. Um, it's a world-class MasterCard, so it um, can be used anywhere around the world. I was actually just down on a trip with some some folks from Whole, Whole Planet Foundation, which is a, a nonprofit that we've gotten to know really well. We were down in Belize, and I was using my card down there. So it was the first time I was using it outside of the country, and it just like opened my mind to you know again how large this world of, of credit cards and and debit cards and all that stuff is, but at any rate, yep. Um, it's a credit card, so you can use it, you know, wherever MasterCard is accepted around the world. There's no annual fee. We also underwrite the donation processing fees. So there's no cost to you as a cardholder and no cost to your nonprofit. You know, I think the twist about our business model, um, the real kind of game changer in this industry is that every time someone makes a purchase, 
they earn 1% cash back that automatically goes to the nonprofits of their choice, the nonprofits that they've selected. So our credit card has no breakage, which is what, when you get those 31% of people using their cards um, that are not doing anything with the reward points, it's because there's all these schemes that they would have to do to log in, to hit certain thresholds, to get the value of their points. With ours, that 1% automatically goes to the nonprofits. And then last, for the cardholders, it's tax deductible. So, you know, our kind of vision, Taya, with this is, you know, we believe that everyone with a heart should add charity charge to their wallet. They don't have to replace, you know, they, they might benefit from miles. They might benefit from some cash back. But, you know, even if it's just 10% of the time, you know, when you're paying for gas or you're paying for groceries, if you use charity charge, you're able to give back. And that's really what what it's all about. This is not our all or nothing, you know, proposition. It's really, you know, it's not me and it's not me calling people out. It's me calling people in um, to be a part of this community of everyday giving. Yeah, no, that's that's great. It's great. And how long has the company uh, been around? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We launched the credit card in... June of 2016, so, you know, 15, 16 months now. Um, it had been a, a handful of years, you know, prior to that when I originally had the idea, um, and it was quite a journey for me to um, piece together the partnerships with our credit card issuing bank, which is um, Commerce Bank, and then also MasterCard. And on top of that, we had to build a whole, you know, platform to track and route um people's um you know cash back to the nonprofits of their choice yeah that's good and some of the featured nonprofits that you have uh you know see you have whole planet uh and a bunch of others do a pencil of promise charity water which is charity charge charity water i don't know if you guys have had a talk about that shared name with charity um feeding america uh, so you, you know you've got a few big ones here who are actually doing great uh great things i was just listening to the ceo of charity water um, I've seen him live and I've heard a few of his stuff and he's the real deal. But um, so these are great organizations that are doing great things in the world. Did you think about adding some of those causes that are affected by natural disasters? Just curious, just because I guess a lot of um, there's a lot of need right now, you know, in Puerto Rico and other areas. Yeah. So we do have some of those featured causes on there to make the sign up process simpler for for people that you know, maybe just want to do good, but don't know exactly where to, where they would like to donate their cash back to. But the, the bigger picture, I guess, proceeding that is you can search 
And we have literally every single nonprofit, you know, large and small in the United States, including K through 12 schools and religious organizations. So, you know, a big part of the element of the vision that I had for this company was allowing people to give back to whatever was in their heart, you know, and I think that that's, that's, that's something that I, I, we don't want to dictate per se, um, you know, where people should push it. You know, we've been pushing out different content, um, on both, um, hurricane, we did it up for hurricane Harvey for hurricane Irma. We also sent out a notice to all of our cardholders, um, to allow them to opt in for the month to automatically donate their redirect their cash back to American red cross. And, um, I, we have a future blog post coming out about, um, you know, everything that's happening down in, um, Puerto Rico. No, no. Yeah. I, I just, I was just curious because I, I was looking at your directory and you have such a great way to basically group them. You've got save the planet, women's empowerment, protect animals, support music and hunger, protect children. And that makes it so easy. So I was, when, when I saw that, I was like, Oh yeah, maybe there's something there about, uh, the, the relief, but the fact that you have a search function, um, I think, you know, that that's so great that you get to allow people to choose who they want to support um, and who they want to let their money go to. So that, that's amazing. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. No problem. No problem. Let's talk about your entrepreneurship background. You, you know, something that you enjoy doing is is branding, is building, is creating. Um, what about entrepreneurship is is, uh, is something that you love? Because you could easily, you know, you could easily have gotten like, um, you know, a consultant gig. You had the six-figure job. Stay there till you were sixty-five, and then, you know, retired. I, I mean, I think just building, and creating. I've always been a hyper-creative person as a kid. So, you know, for me, and this is kind of like the weird thing. And you know, I've actually just recently gotten into uh, meditating and, and trying to be a bit more mindful of my thoughts and, and everything. And you know, I think something that's I've become hyper aware of maybe even only in the past two months, like really tuned into is especially with entrepreneurship is that I don't say this in like a pompous way. I mean, I really mean in a proud way, but everything that I'm doing now can be traced back to, you know, you can think of a decision tree. Like I, there was enough fortitude that I had and getting past enough rejection and also having enough help from my parents and friends and other people that supported me along the way to launch the company. But even this conversation that we're having right now, Tayo, um, and having the opportunity to be on your podcast, and then for anyone listening, it's so interesting how our life, you know, is dictated by decisions we make. Um, and so for me, like, that's kind of the exciting thing. I mean, the mission behind Charity Charge, the vision, like, the day-to-day of that, I'm re- I really enjoy that process. But then just thinking about how, like, for anyone on here who's might not even you know, directly start a business, we're all entrepreneurs. I mean, we're all creators of our life. And I think that, you know, what's really cool for me is to be even more aware of all the decisions that I'm making in my life and how those are going to have implications. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's well said. And you, you graduated from Washington, Washington University in St. Louis, and then you went to Austin, Texas, right? And then, because I think you had a role in the Austin Technology Incubator. Um. You know me too well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I do. I do research. <laughs> I do research. I uh, but but so but the reason why I was bringing that up though is, is like was that it wasn't a good fit because I want you to share that story of that where you realize yes you want to do entrepreneurship but you know this isn't something I want to do and then you stepped out of that because that moment where you leave a job 
um, after you know seven months. You know, I've quit a job before. You leave a job after mm-hmm. seven months, and then you go into this this abyss of, of entrepreneurship. That's what a lot of people, a lot of listeners, they they email me and they say that they're scared of that moment where they know they shouldn't be in a job, but they are afraid of not having security. You did that, so I'm just curious about that mindset. Yeah, look, I mean, I think I'll, I'll talk about it. I think the only security is betting on yourself. Um, you see how companies come and go. You see how companies can have board leadership. You see how top level, you know, executives can be caught in scandals and bring the whole house down. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, the biggest person you need to bet on is yourself. Um, I do want to just set the record straight uh, for part of that story. So I moved, I moved to Austin. I was 23. I came down here really because, um, I wanted to, I wanted to, for me, it was important to first settle on the place and the, the environment and the geography and the people. And I, and I had this just unwavering um, belief that, that if I was happy in the, in the, in the place, you know, Austin and many other cities would have enough of an economy that I could figure out where I wanted to be, you know, entrepreneurially or, or business wise. But at any rate, um, originally um, after knocking on a lot of doors, I knew no one in Austin and it was during the, um, financial kind of downfall of the financial crisis. So that the job market was, was quite terrible, especially for someone pretty much fresh out of college. Um, but after knocking on a bunch of doors for a handful of months, um, I got hired as an unpaid intern to work at the Austin technology incubator, which is a part of university of Texas. Um, and this would have been the summer of, uh, 2010. Uh, so I started there in June of 2010 and, you know, basically they helped do consulting for early stage technology companies. It was originally started in um, 1989. And um, it was just such an unbelievable experience where it was really my first real, I'd had summer jobs and part-time jobs. It was my first real, you know, full, even though it was an internship, it was, I took it very seriously and, you know, was there full time for that summer. And it was so fascinating to be exposed to all these different entrepreneurs and hear about their business models and help them kind of identify, you know, growth opportunities and, and doing a handful of different projects. And then also reviewing a lot of the companies that would apply in and kind of be that first round of due diligence for entrepreneurs that were applying to get into the incubator. Um, you know, and, um, they, they ended up starting to pay me in the fall and, um, they paid me thir- hourly $13 and 63 cents an hour. Um, which, uh, you know, was quite humbling because I had had a lot of friends from, from high school now that had gone through college or friends of mine that I had met in college, um, that were working at investment banks and bragging about making six figures and all of this stuff. But, um, I just really enjoyed the people and I had fortunately enough perspective and my mom's advice too, that, you know, it wasn't about the amount of money that I made at the age of 23 or 24. It was really about just the experience, especially if I enjoyed it. So um, to just connect the dots and close the loop on this story, so there I was, I was making $13.63. And, and uh, one, of the, one of the organizations that we had a partnership with, you know, I got to know them, they got to know me. And, and you know, one day they said, they made me an offer. So they, they doubled what I was getting paid, or more than doubled. They offered me $27 and a quarter <laughs> an hour. Okay, okay. And they offered to, you know, pay for my health insurance. So I'm like, this is incredible. I'm going to double mine. I'm going to go there. And, you know, at the end of the day, the the kind of the job description that I had signed on and what I thought I was signing up for, it just ended up being a complete 180. So 
it wasn't a fault of, you know, the leadership over there. You know, I could point through whatever. That doesn't matter. But, you know, I, I remember two months into that job, I was um, got super depressed, was super unhappy, um, and um, but was really afraid to leave because of security. I was afraid of letting people down that were on their board that, you know, I looked up to as mentors and stuff like that. And I ended up sticking around an additional five months. So I guess it was a total of seven months. Um, and it was just hellacious. I mean, I remember being, you know, 25, 26 and, um, waking up every day and just being super depressed and thinking, you know, this is going to be the next 25 or 35 years of my life. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it finally all got to a breaking point. Um, and I had a conversation with my mom and, you know, I, I shared with her my, you know, deep desires to do something entrepreneurial and, um, you know, she, she gave me that kind of final stroke of encouragement. Um, and, uh, you know, I went in the next day, I put in my two weeks, I think I ended up giving them maybe three weeks and I, I helped find a replacement as well. I wanted to, you know, leave on good terms. Um, but that was that. Um, but it's so funny because for anyone listening, and I think back to that now, um, you know, I was really pegging like happiness of this concept of, going from $13 and 63 cents to then getting $27 and a quarter an hour. And, uh, you know, I was, I was unbelievably happy when I was making the $13 and 63 cents and unbelievably unhappy when I was making the 27 and a quarter. And, um, I've had a bunch of moments where I've had to try to remind myself of that as I now operate this company. Um, you know, and I think any, any company, um, in their first, you know, a couple years as you're getting going, um, you know, naturally is going to have different challenges or even companies that are further along that, you know, like a, I'm just using this as a random example, but like a Snapchat, I mean, they just went public, but now they've got, you know, at this stage of their company, they've got challenges. Um, but I really try to bring myself back to, um, not letting my happiness be cheap and not letting my happiness correlate to, to dollars because I fortunately learned at a, at a fairly early age that, uh, that does not go too well. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's it's really it's really key to listen to yourself. A lot of times, you have the answer to everything, um, and you know you can't let outside influences uh, influence what it is that you need to do with, the, in, with your internal compass. So, um, yeah, that's why I wanted you to share that story because you're doing an amazing thing with Charity Charge. Uh, you're, you're doing something in, in the industry that not a lot of people do. You've you figured out a way to to basically. You know, do what a lot of people do with, you know, with um, department stores, cards, uh, airline miles, and you turn that into a force for good. You know, and it's no annual fee. It's tax deductible. And it, it's something that really everyone can do with a swipe of a card. But the journey there sometimes is something that we, we miss. And I love you sharing that story of realization from, you know, the unfortunate incident with, with your dad. And then you saying, you know what? Seven months, man. <laughs> I can't do this. You know, seven months versus the rest of my life, I've got to be able to to do myself um, justice by being the best version of myself and and look at where you are now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's very kind of you. No, I mean, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm humbled when you, when you say things like that. I really appreciate it. Um, and I, I think it's, it is all about kind of some core principles and lessons. So for anyone listening, what you pointed out there, you know, I think is always going to be true and it's cliche, but it's a cliche because it is true. And that's to listen to yourself and be true and honest to yourself and not let, you know, the influence of others, 
uh, as hard as that may be, um, not dictate, you know, what you're doing. It is your life, um, regardless of what you believe in about, you know, afterlife and what's after this, what is 100% known is that you've got this life. So try to make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and do you have any, um, final words for people listening, you know, in terms of how they can reach you or organizations you want to partner with and, um, you know, thoughts you want to leave them with in, on their entrepreneurship journey? I, you know, look, I, I would just say um, if people want to get in touch with me, I, I'm happy to share. Uh, they can email me. It's Stephen with a PH. So Stephen at charitycharge.com. And our website is charitycharge.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at Stephen Garten. And, um, you know, happy to keep continuing this dialogue and this discussion because as much as, um, you know, this is this is my business and I want to build it to, to be my legacy, um, you know, it, it only happens with cardholders and people that, you know, believe in this this fundamental belief that, that giving is better than receiving. So I really appreciate this opportunity, Tayo. Yeah, thank you. No, thank you so much. This has been, you know, I, I love interviews like this just because it's it's very conversational, yeah. right? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it's it's really a great reminder of what it is that we can do as humans. And, you know, we, we keep talking about our generation and when we can take leadership and I think the leadership model currently is broken. I think it's time for people like us and people that are, are in our network to just really decide, hey, we're going to start doing our own thing and we're going to start making an impact. And, um, you know, by doing that, we create a community of people who are, you know, conscious, who are ready to help sustainable, develop sustainable goals and are ready to inspire the youth to do the same. And um, by then, I feel like we'll be able to really influence the next set of global leaders. So. Hopefully we do that. I love it. We will. All right. All right. Well, where can people find you on the uh, charity charge? I know you said the Twitter and, and all that, but is it charitycharge.com? Yeah. Charity. The business is um, charitycharge.com. And then across all social media channels, we're just at charity charge. Okay. At charity charge. I'll make sure I put all that in the show notes. But the last question I'd like to ask all my guests uh, before they leave is my mission statement, which is use your difference to make a difference. So how, Stephen, are you using your difference to make a difference? Well, look, the, the, my personal mission now and the mission at our company is, is more profits for nonprofits. So I think I'm taking the, the lessons that I learned to create this business model to you know, help redirect at scale what's going to be billions of dollars back to charity. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. And I, I got to say, I've, I haven't seen anyone do what you're doing. I'm sure... Maybe someone's thought of it and someone, someone might be doing it on a small scale, but I, I love the scale to which you're doing it and um, making a difference at the swipe of a card. That's incredible. So thank you so much for spending time with us. I know you're, you're incredibly busy and um, thank you for you know, blessing us with your story. I think it's one of, of um, purpose and also a great reminder of the power we all have within us. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. You're the man. I really appreciate it. Anytime, man. Such is mine, ladies and gentlemen. Till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.